Jack. Welcome back to Little Hops of Horse Podcast. I'm John, your host as always. Thank you again for tuning in from all over the world. Really appreciate it. Um, and all the people that listen to like, you know, me from right around here. Super cool. Uh, today we're doing Mandy from 2018, directed by Panos Costumos. Yep, fuck that up. Uh, I'm guessing he's Greek if I had to guess. 91% on Rotten Tomatoes, 6.1 out of 10 on IMDb. Our rating, 9 out of fucking 10. I love this movie. I love this movie. I'll say it one more time. I love this movie. So, we'll talk about why in a minute. Uh, the beers we're drinking today. So, we got a cool a cool lineup here for you. Um, this beer I've been saving just for this movie. Um, but we're going to go off with uh, Allagash White from Allagash Brewing Company. It's a it's a wit beer. Uh, wit beer? Wit, wit beer? Uh, <laughs> a Belgian wheat beer. Um, so think like blue moon, something along those lines. So it's kind of like citrusy, really delicious, easy to drink. Great in the summertime. If you want something that's a little different, um, along the lines of like a Hefeweizen, like this beer is definitely solid. These ones were very hard to get for a long time, but now you can just roll up to your local shop and you can grab some sitting at 5.2%. Um, nice, easy drinker. Like I said, nothing too heavy, nothing too crazy. Uh, and 3.75 on untapped. So again, one of those beers that's that's kind of underrated for what it is, I think. But that's beer nerds and they're unappreciative bastards sometimes. And you know, I'm I'm no different in that. But I'm gonna take a sip real quick. Yeah, I mean, you have to kind of like that profile of like a Hefe a Hefeweizen or or like these these Belgian styles, like um like the yeast strains a little different. So it's going to leave you with like a, like a citrusy kind of banana profile in that. So, you know, if you don't like that taste, you're not going to like these beers. <clears throat> now, the beer that I have been waiting to try for, I'd say at least a month now. Oh, good. It's good for another like six months. I just checked the bottom. No, wait, it's good for another year. Holy shit. Cool. Uh, Psychonaut Juice. It's a tripping animals and green canvas syllab. Get ready for this. Zero percent. So this is our first non-alcoholic beer that we have had on the podcast. I know what's wrong with me. And I'll tell you what. It has five milligrams of THC in this beer, 20 milligrams of CBD. I don't know what the fuck CBD is. I know it's there's this like revolution and a lot of people just say that it's like a like a placebo effect. It doesn't actually do shit for you, uh, or at least it doesn't say it does what, you know, it says it does kind of deal, but I know THC does what it says it's going to do to you. Um, and it's sitting at 4.08 on untapped. So that's a pretty solid rating for this like experimental beer. But again, this has no alcohol content whatsoever, just THC and CBD. Um, the label super cool and trippy. I got it because it just fits with this fucking movie, which is a mind fuck in itself. Um, it's, it's, it's a wild ride. It's literally a wild ride. Um, 
I'm going to drink a little bit more of this Allagash White, and then we're definitely going to break into that. I'm kind of nervous. I don't want to get fuck. I like I don't smoke, right? I don't take edibles. I've had some bad experiences. Um, we had to take. <laughs> I was I came into some uh, pills once. And like, like not, not like bad pills, but like they're, uh, like, like wheat pills, right? So they're like THC and I can't remember, I think they were like 10 milligrams, right? So nothing crazy. I know that there's people out there that take like horse, tran- horse tranquilizer just to get through the day. And I'm not that guy. Uh, so I, and I mind you, this was in the morning, right? We just woke up, left our hotel and we had to catch a flight and I had them in my pocket. We're heading towards, uh, TSA, which is the, you know, our security that we have here in, in America, thanks to the terrorist dickheads. And I didn't know if I was going to get like arrested or what was going to happen if they were even going to see these fucking things in my pocket. So I look at my wife and I tell her, I said, I have these in my pocket. Like we have to get rid of these. But I didn't, I didn't want to just like, I was told that they weren't bad. They were just going to be nice and just take the edge off. Right. Like it wasn't going to be crazy. You know, it wasn't like a crazy edible. It was just something nice to just have. Um, so I popped them, you know, I took, I took one, my wife took the other, we get through TSA not feeling anything. Everything's great. Uh, we meet up with a group and we're in like a Chili's or something like that. Just like your basic chain restaurant in America, like your burger, you know, beer bar grill kind of place where it's like, you know, club sandwiches and shit like that. And we're eating and it starts like kind of setting in and I feel like it's kind of warm and fuzzy. I'm like, this is fucking all right. This isn't bad. And then it just keeps going. And I had to really, really concentrate on walking, just, just walking. Like I, it was like an out of body experience and we're trying to get to our gate. We get to our gate, we're sitting down, my wife and I were sitting there just like going out of our fucking minds. We are so fucking high, like can't function high. And on, you know, on the outside you, you look fine, right? You just kind of look like kind of, kind of tired, maybe a little groggy, which is normal when you're traveling inside fucking everything's going off. I'm overthinking. Everybody knows I'm high. I'm going to get TSA is going to come take me. They're going to say I can't fly, whatever it is. I never concentrated so hard on walking to the bathroom that I probably look like that funny walking man from Monty Python. You know, he's taking like the long strides. I felt like that's how I walked across the airport to go to the bathroom to pee and then to get back. And it was just, I've never had to concentrate so hard on doing just the basic things because that's how fucking high I was. And we were. So we get on the plane. Well, we get to, you know, you have to scan your ticket and I scan mine and then I wait for my wife and she can't scan hers. <laughs> she, she had like a screen protector on and it was like the brightness wasn't right for it to like register. So she's sitting there and it keeps going like, and it's not going right. So she is now trying to figure out how to turn the brightness down or up or whatever it needs to be while she is violently high. She's also panicking and paranoid that something is going on. Uh, I left her like any man would, and I went to my seat because <laughs> I was not missing this plane and I needed to go to sleep because I was so... She got on the plane, relaxed, and she, you know, decided to marry me. Now, this was before we were married. Um, and then I remember, you know, just, I just need to get to sleep. I just need to get to sleep. And you know, the plane takes off. I took a nap and I woke up and I was like, oh man, I should be fine. Nope. Still so violently high. Um, my grandfather picked me up from the airport and I'm, he's like asking me how my trip was. And I was like, ah, yeah, it was okay. But I was just so fucking high. Oh God, that was rough. So that was my bad experience. And, uh, you know, I just like beer and, and I like, you know, drinking. That's my thing. Uh, 
I, I'm done with experimenting with the, the THC and stuff like that um, for probably ever. But it, it, apparently not because we're going to try this one. But I thought it would be cool. So, all right. Anyway, now that the story time's over and we're eight minutes in, let's talk about this movie. <clears throat> Here we go. So, Mandy, right? What do we like? This movie's a fucking trip. No... No doubt about it, right? You are in for a fucking ride. You got to ride it out, right? It's going to get really, really weird and trippy at times, and you're going to feel like you're on fucking acid. Uh, you're not, maybe. Uh, but Nick Cage chugging vodka and screaming in his underwear? Yes, all day. That's why I want this. This is in this movie. Uh, seriously, though, this movie is just, it, it's just so much fun. Uh, there's chainsaw battles. And there's there's plenty of great gore and and Nick Cage and in my opinion this is this is the most Nick Cage Nick Cage has ever been and that's saying something so you get like more bang for your buck in the Nick Cage department than you probably have in any other movie ever uh, it's great what we didn't like about it um, like I said I'm not I'm not a big drug guy uh, I don't shame anybody that does you do whatever you know live your life however you want just don't hurt anybody. Uh, but you know, I've never done psychedelics or anything like that. Uh, and it's just a little too trippy at times for me. It's just not, you know, uh, especially in the beginning, there's like a lot of like really, you know, I don't know, it kind of drags at points. And, and there's some scenes that I I don't really understand why they're even in the film. Um, and, and that just kind of takes me out of it. Like other than that, the movie is like damn near perfect, but there's just some stuff that's just a little too weird and hard for me to get into that, you know, it kind of drops it down like a point or two. So we rallied quite nicely. I mean, that was a two minute explanation of why we did and didn't like the movie. But um, ultimately, you know, I think we should maybe talk into spoilers here. I'm going to take another like couple sips of this beer. I'm so eager to try this fucking beer here. So it says shake gently. So I might just turn it back and forth. Um, so there's no alcohol in here. So this isn't beer. So what, what is this exactly? Um, man. So it's from Wisconsin, uh, ingredients, carbonated water, cane, sugar, orange drink mix, uh, fruit. Okay. So it's just going to taste like, it's going to taste like, like orange soda or orange something. Wow. There's a lot of sugar in here. Holy shit. Fucking 37 grams of sugar. I should have looked at that. Uh, not that, you know, I'm not, not one to watch my figure. Um, I just watch it grow. But I do have that drop and I didn't even use it. Okay. So spoilers, right? Let's talk about that. All right. Fuck it. I'm opening this, this drink. Uh, it's not a beer. I'm very, oh, I'm very, oh, it sounds like a pop, like a soda. That's exactly, oh, there it is. Yeah, you can taste the weed. You can definitely taste the THC. There was a, like a revolution a couple years ago where there was like three or four companies, like beer companies that were trying to make, um, they were trying to make like, like weed beer. I think Sweetwater was one of them. It was like Sweetwater 420. Uh, I think Oscar Blues might've did one or it was New Belgium. One of those, one of those like kind of breweries made one. And I remember drinking it. Uh, and I only had one, but it felt like I was just drinking straight, like bong water, like nasty. It, it they weren't great. <laughs> you really, really, really have to like weed to want to drink one of those beers. It is not for the casual beer drinker. 
plus that's all you smelled like after you were done drinking it. So even, you know, this is before I think it was decriminalized here in PA. I could be wrong, but you know, imagine getting pulled over and you're, you know, talking to the officer or something like that. And he's like, well, it's out on your breath. Like I swear it was a beer. <laughs> he's not going to believe you, but it shouldn't matter. All right. So yeah, this beer definitely just, but it's, it's, it's done well. Um, you know, the orange is nice and, and it actually kind of, that weed flavor kind of adds to it. And I know that that's like, like the real term, but you know what I'm talking about, right? Like that, it, it tastes just like that. Um, it's kind of herbal. It's, it's not bad. Now, am I afraid of the side effects a little bit? Yeah, maybe. Um, I haven't eaten anything since noon and it is now almost 630. <clears throat> so here we go. <laughs> Darling, if I'm violently high and I can't help with the kid as much tonight, I really apologize. I won't do it again. Spoilers for Mandy. Let's go. Movie opens up Nick Cage being introduced as a lumberjack. His girlfriend, the infamous Mandy, you know, for a movie based around one person, she's not in the film all that long, but she's an artist. Uh, so there's a nice shot of like, um, like a nice shot at conservatism early on in the movie because it, it takes place in the 80s. Um, Nick Cage turns off the radio uh, after hearing Ronald Reagan spew bullshit about people, you know, hating porn and all this stuff. Look, man, you know, we here at Little Hops of Horrors, we don't kink shame. You want to go fire one off or, you know, do whatever you got to do to some porn, you know, do do your thing. We don't kink shame. Actually, I had a great idea for, for like a game night. You know how like, you know, people do game nights. Uh, my wife is obsessed with doing those. Uh, not obsessed, but it's like she's she's that person that she'll definitely want to play a game if we have a group together. And uh, I got to admit, when the mood strikes right, it's definitely fun, but I'm always like, can we just like hang out and watch a movie or something <laughs> or just bullshit? But I had an idea for, okay, so everybody has, I think, and this is probably more for the dudes than it is the ladies. So we all have like our go-tos for porn, right? Like the thing we just normally like, yep, got a couple minutes. Let's just fire this in the old computer and get me by. And every once in a while you come across, no pun intended, um, that you have extra time and and maybe maybe you just feel like diving diving a little more into the internet right diving a little more into the porn uh the porn site of your choice Pornhub, uh not for me but i've heard that that's a very popular one and you you start kind of exploring and you find you know maybe one that intrigues you that you wouldn't you definitely wouldn't tell your buddy about right something Something that, you know, maybe got your curiosity once and then it like really worked for you. And you're like, Ooh, uh, I don't want anyone to know about that one. <laughs> um, you know, we'll just stick to the safe stuff. Like I like girls with boobs and sex and stuff. That's what I like. Um, <laughs> I always thought that it would be a very fun game if everybody wrote down, they're like either like the porn that that kind of porn that they like, or like, um, some kind of, you know, their, their deepest, darkest kink that they're into, or that they want done to them. And you just like write it down and then you throw it in a hat and people, you know, like pull it, pull from it blindly. And they have to read and guess, you know, like, Oh my God, who's into donkey on amputee porn? You sick fucks. And it's like your aunt Margaret, not that you play with your family or anything. I don't even know why that came up, but you know what I mean? Just like <laughs> just a group of friends and, and you know, it just, just reading somebody else's like 
like shameful kink that they're into. Uh, but I know what would happen if we ever did play this is that I would put down what I was into and then nobody else would put down what they were into. And it would be blatantly obvious uh, that I had made a terrible mistake. So that's why we haven't done that game yet. <laughs> but anyway, all right, we're about, oh shit, we got to get moving here. We're 16 minutes in. We barely talked about this beautiful movie. Um, let's take another sip of this beer. Maybe I'm high as fuck. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just feeling good. This is nice. Wow. The weed is like really coming through in that, but it is pretty tasty. So you're about 10 minutes in. Um, they start just kind of laying the landscape of like what the movie is going to look like and sound like. And it is beautiful. The lighting is fantastic. It's so colorful. It's so vibrant. It's the house that they live in is awesome. I love their bedroom. Like it's, it's like a glass box outside in the woods and they're just kind of sleeping in the elements. Now I say that in theory, but I don't know, it would probably dork me out a little bit too. Just like, I don't know if I want to, I, I don't know if I'd feel safe, you know, like I'm a little spooked boy sometimes at night and I like to be under my covers and I don't know if I would like waking up and like a deer staring at me or some shit, <laughs> but the house is great. It kind of gives me some, some color out of space vibes, which these, these were released around the same time. And like the color scheme and everything was, was similar. Uh, and, and I know that they're, they're two different movies and everything, but I don't know anyway. So now we start rolling with the trippy dream sequences, right? And, and I, I don't know how they're relative, uh, to the rest of the movie. And this is where I was talking about, like the movies, it kind of just, it doesn't really take off for me until she gets kidnapped. Um, but it's just a lot of trippy sequences with Mandy in particular. And she's like wandering around the road. She's reading a book and you know, you're not really sure what's going on, but it doesn't take too, too long for you to meet the antagonist, right? Jeremiah. He's this very intense individual. He's the leader of a cult. Um, and he's just on another level of something. Well, he ends up encountering Mandy on the road on the way home from something. You never find out why, but he tasks brother Swan, who's like his right hand man, I guess, um, with the job of retrieving Mandy. Like I need that girl. I saw her once one time while we were driving on the road and now I'm obsessed with her apparently. So he meets up with this local gang of like redneck brother Swan does. Um, there's like this ATV gang. They're fucking super weird, but they kind of remind me of the, the bad guys from the 13th warrior. Do you guys ever see that movie with Antonio Banderas from like 98, 99, something like that. He's like this Arabian fighter that teams up with Vikings to go save this land. It's it's kind of weird and out there, but uh, it is very fun. But the the guys are like like the bad guys in that movie are like half beast, half man, um, and they're they give off that vibe here, uh, and they like want blood in exchange. Like the the main guy, he just. I think his name is fuck pig. I think that's the guy. Cause if you look it up, his name is fuck pig. And that's another reason I love this fucking movie. There's a guy, his character's name is fuck pig. That's amazing. <clears throat> but they, you know, they kind of have this like redneck Cenobite kind of rip off thing. Like they look like outcasts from fucking Hellraiser a little bit, uh, but they're cool characters. Like I don't, I don't hate on it at all. Uh, so there's the exchange of good for services. Like you get her and then, you know, we'll give you more blood. Um, and it doesn't take long. They break in and this scene is very, very cool. Um, you know, 
the 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 redneck Cenobites kind of check out Mandy's and and Nick Cage's. I don't know if they ever say his name, but you know they they kind of shine some light that that you know they're they're there. They're about to enter in the house. It's very ominous. You know the music's you know in right in sync with everything that it needs to be. So they break into the house, they start fucking with the power and it's real stroby, right? So real effective, real creepy. You ever been in a haunted house and you know, when the strobes hit and all of a sudden, like somebody kind of comes out of nowhere and you're like, fuck, like it takes you back. That's what's happening here. You can't see, uh, but it's done so well and it's so erratic. <clears throat> so they kidnap them. Um, and I have, a, I guess the score and right now the music, this part of the movie is great because I have the score is great. My God. <laughs> so I wish I could remember exactly what it sounded like, but it's that weird synth kind of horror, which I love that sound. That's kind of our original intro was kind of based off of, um, was that, but obviously I love our new one, uh, much better. So another sip of this beer. They get the group back to Jeremiah's like. Uh, compound or whatever. And Mandy is forced to take some kind of drug through her eye. So I'm guessing it's some kind of acid. <clears throat> and then this fucking scene, they grab this huge murder hornet wasp fucking thing out of this jar. Right. And they, they, they make it stinger in the neck. What the fuck? Like that scene, very uncomfortable. I hate bugs like that. Fuck hornets. Fuck wasps. I hate those things. I will run like a bitch if I find them in my yard. Uh, I fucking hate those things. They serve no goddamn purpose. I don't know why they exist. Them and ticks. Fuck ticks too. All right, and rent. <clears throat> there was this dude we used to watch on YouTube. I think his name was Ky Coyote Peterson. Coyote something, I think. I think he's still on there anyway. But he was on this mission. It was just like one season of whatever his show was. Um, where he would go and just get pinched and bit and stung by any fucking bug you could imagine in things you didn't even know existed. He would go into the jungles of all over the fucking world and just find things that you would be like, fuck that. And he would get it, put it on his skin, make it sting him or bite him or whatever. And then he would just sit there and scream in pain. <laughs> And he would rate it uh, against other stings that he had gotten. He was just trying to find the most powerful bite or sting in the world. And it was insane, but it was like kind of cool to watch. Um, so Mandy is now all fucked up on, you know, the wasp venom and the fucking acid that she was given. And she's presented to, Jer to Jeremiah in her drugged state. And he goes on this dumbass rant about the world and, you know, how he fucking is god and all this stuff and he hangs dong uh which totally unnecessary <laughs> i mean you got to have some confidence in yourself to just get some girl all drugged up and everything and then whip her dick out and hope that something's gonna you know happen and uh the exact opposite happens mandy just laughs at him and he fucking hates that so he has this meltdown uh he gets mandy throws her in a sleeping bag drags her out right in front of nick cage who's strung up outside in front of this fire pit and he says something along the lines of you know you think you know what love is i'll show you and fucking burns her to death uh right in front of him like sets the fucking thing on fire also stabs nick cage right in the stomach um and this for me like you, you gotta get here right now the movie fucking goes this this is it so let's take another sip of beer we'll keep going so 
Nick Cage gets free. He goes home. It's my favorite scene. It's where he grabs the vodka bottle because I guess he was like an alcoholic or something. It kind of gives off that vibe where he doesn't want to drink. Loses his fucking mind. I mean, the thought of losing your loved one in, in that manner is absolutely horrific. Just the person you love the most and you're obsessed with because like he obviously loved her very much and, and all that stuff and just watching them burn in front of you for no reason, right? Like this dude just, just kidnapped your fucking girl for no reason uh, just because he saw her on the road one day and was like, I want her. And she said, fuck you. And he said, I'm going to burn you alive. So now like your life is fucking you know, totally different and ruined and awful now. But he doesn't let that get him down. He wants vengeance. And this is why you watch the movie. Well, that and like the awesome music and the awesome like, you know, visuals and the cinematography. So he goes to an old buddy. Um, he's that dude, the dry shaved in Predator. I can't remember his name, but he's, you know, that guy, that badass. Uh, and he goes to get his crossbow and gets, you know, sets out for revenge. But first he has to show off his smithing skills, smithing skills, smithing skills. And he forges literally the coolest weapon I have ever seen. It is an axe and a sword combination. It's a it's a badass battle axe. It's so fucking random. You definitely don't expect that. Uh, and then he puts like a, a, a point on the end of it. So it's like a sword kind of thing also. Makes it, polishes it up, makes it nice and sharp, and it's beautiful. That's it. It's just so random. I don't know why. But... I think because it's so fucking crazy and random is <laughs> part of the reason why I love this movie so much. So onto the hunt, he shoots, you know, he, he sets up, uh, you know, camp where these fucking rednecks are driving their quads and everything, uh, shoots one of them off the quad after, you know, setting up shop, uh, that does not go well for him because he goes to like run him over with the car. And I think that's fuck pig again. Uh, he's got this crazy armor, uh, sends the car fucking flying he gets kidnapped and taken back to their lair. So this is not off to a great start. Um, he wakes up, finds out that he's chained, you know, chained up next to this like huge pit. Right? It's kind of weird. Um, but the first one kind of comes back and sees that you know he's alive. Uh, they get in a little tussle. He tosses him down the, the the well, the pit, whatever the fuck that thing is, and he gets free. So he moves into the living room, starts grabbing some like kind of fucking. Um, like weapons or whatever, just kind of like assembling. There's like body armor and stuff that he sees. And there's all these, like, it's just like this nasty fucking dirty trailer looking thing. And, um, sorry, my wife just texted me and told me she's on her way. So I got to get this going. He's making his way through this house. There's, there's, you know, fuck pig over there. And he's got this huge bloody knife sword dick coming out of, well, his dick. And there's like bodies and shit everywhere. And, and he's watching some like really graphic porn and it's, it's gross. Right. So they get into a little tussle. He gets thrown over the couch and fucking, you know, knife dick trips and falls and gets his dick stuck in the fucking, well, the knife, the sword thing stuck in the ground. And Nick Cage does all he can think of and slits his throat and gives himself the blood equivalent of a golden shower in the process. Very gross scene. Just like gallons of blood pouring right into fucking Nick Cage's face. And he's just stuck under this dude. <laughs> now he gets up after that, gets into a fight with another guy. And he's like, you cut my favorite shirt. This is my favorite shirt. <laughs> it's, it's just so ridiculous at this point. It's fucking great. I love it. Uh, but, you know, uh, that was it. 
that was it for now. So let's take another sip and we're going to get going because the kills start kind of coming, you know, a little faster now. And it feels like it's kind of set up like a video game, right? So like he gets through that first initial one. Now he's got to work his way up, you know, to like different bosses. So he keeps going. He gets on an ATV, uh, ends up coming to a flaming car in the middle of a quarry. I don't even know what the hell that's about. Uh, but he fights the dude with his axe, um, kicks the guy into the flaming car, kills him. Uh, so death by fire for that guy. Uh, gets back on the uh, the old ATV, and which is a four-wheeler. I don't know why I'm saying it like that. Probably because I'm high as fuck right now. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I might be. But where the fuck was I? Oh, wow. No, I'm just kidding. I, I know where I'm at. I don't know where I'm at. This beer is fucking with me, maybe. Or I'm just getting paranoid. Maybe I maybe I can't handle my weed. I don't know. Um, So, he, you know, ends up running into Brother Swan. Slits his throat, you know, nice and easy. Goes on to the next guy. Like, it happens kind of quickly. And, you know, it's not, not as dramatic. The visuals kind of cut down here. It's just like him going from victim to victim to victim. And uh, so now this scene is amazing. He chucks his axe across the fucking quarry, hits some cult member right in the fucking head. He sees a chainsaw. He grabs a chainsaw, starts heading towards another guy that he sees who happens to have a much larger chainsaw. You know, you versus the guy she tells you not to worry about. Yeah, that was low hanging fruit there, but I took it anyway. (laughs) Anyway, awesomeness ensues. You know, these two fucking guys, it's exactly what you want. There's a chainsaw battle. It's Nick Cage versus some other guy with a big chainsaw. They're fucking going at each other. This is badass. You know, he eventually gets out of it, throws a fucking chain um, around the dude's neck and pulls him down onto his own running chainsaw. And uh, that's that's a cool that's a cool death, but it's not quite. Um, I know what you're thinking. It's not quite our, our kill of the week, but it's it's coming. Final boss has to make his way to Jeremiah, right? So he makes his way through this labyrinth, you know, of a pyramid to face Jeremiah. Beheads one of the guys and uh, throws it in the room where Jeremiah uh, resides. And, you know, Jeremiah's like, um, what the fuck? He's like, you know, he, for a second there, he he forgets that he's this douchebag, you know, wannabe godlike figure, Right. I think he actually even says like, I'll suck your fucking dick, man. I think that that actually comes out of his mouth. Then he says, no, wait, I am a God. You can't do this to me. You're a piece of shit. And I don't know if I'd be talking smack to a guy like that. who had just done all the stuff that Nick Cage did. He got his head around, his hands around Jeremiah's head. Right. And he just pushes and pushes and pushes and eventually breaks his fucking skull. Uh, you know, eyes pop out fucking everything. Super graphic. It's exactly what you want in our... Like I said, that that was it. Uh, the chainsaw was a close second. I probably should have just done two this episode. It's not the first time I would have done that, but you know what I mean. Anyway, um, that's pretty much the end of the movie. You know, smashes his fucking head, uh, sets the pyramid on fire, and leaves. Um, and and so, you know, there's so much buildup, and then it feels like it all kind of happens really quickly there towards the end, and, and maybe we did cut through it a little fast. Um but this movie is just great. If you if you haven't seen it, well, you know, I probably just ruined a lot of shit for you. And I'm sorry, but we did tell you that there are spoilers. We give you a heads up. Um, I just love it. And and I love it, every, you know, more and more every time I watch it. 
it's just a very fun film. Uh, the the music's great. The lighting is great. Um, and you know, and he, the director hasn't done a whole lot either, which is crazy. Like he's he's only done like five movies that I saw on his like IMDb page and everything. Uh, and none of the other ones, in in my opinion, you know, even touch Mandy. And nothing nothing even stood out to me. So you know, it's kind of like a one off, but definitely solid. Um, yeah, so that's it. Sorry about the mix up. I think I'm done just telling you guys what we're doing ahead of time because it did not work out that way uh, with everything we've been having going on the past couple of weeks. We just keep hosting people at our house and it's just, you know, we don't have time to set aside between that and work and being parents and whatever else, you know, to like sit down and like watch a movie and then try to record together. It's hard enough for me to do it by myself, let alone with, you know, another person that being my wife. Um, my partner in crime to keep the kiddo and the dogs at bay. So, um, yeah, that's it. Next week we're going to do fresh. I, that I will do. We just got our weeks mixed up a little bit. That's all. Um, not intentionally, uh, but I will be camping next weekend. Very excited for that. So it will be up in time for you guys. And then we're going to be doing our, his house episodes to round out black history month. And, um, in February, uh, that'll be cool. We're going to be doing some, some neat things. Fuck it. I'll tell you, we are going to, Never mind. You're going to have to wait. <laughs> um, I don't know if I told you in a previous episode. I probably should have listened to that first. Anyway, uh, you guys be safe out there. Uh, have a good, you know, Valentine's Day. Hope you guys have, you know, some spooky movies you can watch and sneak in there. There's plenty of good ones. Like I said, we thought about doing My Bloody Valentine, but that was just too easy. So we went with Mandy, which is a love story in its own. And, you know, we're doing Fresh next week, which warns against you know, modern love and, uh, the ease of, uh, or the convenience of, you know, internet dating and everything. And, you know, kind of the downside of that. So you guys have a good week, good weekend, all that stuff. See you next week. Cheers.